Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. All right, so tonight we're celebrating baptism. Yeah, hallelujah. It's a big deal. So Jesus, when he's ascending, he's raised from the dead. He's been on the earth for 40 days teaching his disciples, appearing to different ones. And he's getting ready to be lifted off the ground and to rise and ascend into heaven. And he gives a command to his church at that moment. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. Meaning the authority that I have. I'm going to impart it to you and send you to do this mission that I've given you. Make disciples of all nations. And here's how you make disciples of all nations. Disciples are all in followers of Jesus. They're not just head knowledge followers. They're they're all in. Here's how you do it. You start out with baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I wondered for a long time... Why would you have as, you're only going to say a few things as far as the, the commission and the mission of the church. Why would you put a ritual in there? Like, why, why would you do that? But the reality is, it's not just a ritual. It's a powerful demonstration of what's actually happened in the life. And it's a powerful public proclamation. Jesus wants us to own him publicly and not be ashamed of him. We're not ashamed, right? We're not ashamed. So this is what baptism is all about. It's a public demonstration of being dead in sin, coming back to life because of Jesus, and then making a public proclamation. And I think that maybe the best um, illustration of what baptism is like is this. It's like, it's like a wedding. You can get married at the justice of the peace. You can go and elope and nobody knows if my girls ever did that. Um, just, just saying, um, you, you can do that, but when you have a wedding and you invite your friends and your guests, you're celebrating, you're not ashamed, you're celebrating and you want everybody to be part of that. You're owning that I'm committing my life to this person from now on till death do us part. I'm committing my life. That's really what baptism is. We're saying, I found the treasure buried in the field. He's worth more than everything that I own. And so I'm gladly giving it up. Yeah, we're going to take, I'm going to take his name. I'm going to take his name. And everything that I have, he gets, which isn't a good deal for him. But then everything that he has, he gives to me because he takes me into his family. He puts the ring on my finger and the robe on my back. He takes me into himself. So it's reason to celebrate. And baptism is all important to Jesus because he wants a public wedding. He wants people who have received him to own him and to proclaim it. And it's another opportunity to declare his greatness and his excellency. So I'm going to do a little bit of scriptural background. You guys know me that this is how I'm bent. I'm going to do this. We need to... Even though you may know this, it never hurts us to go over it again. Peter said, I'm reminding you of things that you already know. And he goes, it's actually good for you. 
to be reminded. And so we need to remind ourselves, what are we doing when we gather together in baptism? We're not just doing a ritual where people get down in the water. There's reasons for what we're doing. Jesus commanded, again, the public demonstration of what's happened to you. You have died to your old life, your old self, and rebellion against God and been raised into a new life where now Jesus is the captain of the ship. He's the captain of the ship now. I relinquish my driver's license. I, how many shipwrecked your life before Jesus found you? Oh, my life was such a shambles. Now I realize he's the one that can drive this thing. So I gladly give him my license. He is my Lord, my master. That means what he says I do. I, re- I say yes. There's a yes inside of me. And it's a public confession of my total commitment to Jesus as the Lord of my life. So in the New Testament, there's a consistent pattern of water baptism for every true follower of Jesus. It was expected for every believer to be baptized as soon as possible after their surrender to Jesus Christ. The normal pattern is that a person hears and understands the gospel. They put their faith in Christ for salvation and forgiveness of sins. They repent of their sinful life. Let's not leave that out. They repent. What is repentance? Repentance is a 180, right? I'm going this way. I'm self-willed. I'm the captain of my ship. When I repent, I turn this way and go, no, you're the captain. Now, what do you want me to do? What do you say? I follow what you say. Now, my life is bent in a totally different direction. That's what repentance means. There's a 180-degree turn. And so, after that happens, after those things happen, and you're going to see this pattern in the book of Acts, then... He goes, get down in the water. Get down in the water. There's, it, it's baptism by immersion. The word baptize, baptizo, means to dip or to immerse. The Greeks used it of, in wartime, when a ship was blown up and sunk to the bottom, they said it was baptized. So it's not sprinkling. Okay, I'm not throwing down on any tradition per se, but I'm just saying the word baptize itself means immersion, and there's a reason why it's immersion. Because this is a total swallowing of your life. This is not adding Jesus on and going, he can go in this pocket, and when I need to pull him out, I can pull him out. No. This is a swallowing up of our life in Christ Jesus. We're in Christ. Like, we need to get this. At the very beginning, this would be so helpful. If somebody would have explained this to me at the very beginning, it would have been super helpful to me. Like, dude, this is not about you adding on a religion or adding a philosophy to your life and putting a few Bible verses on magnets on your refrigerator. That's not what this is. This is your life being swallowed up in the person of Jesus to where now he becomes your center, your identity. That's what baptism signifies. You're going down in the water. Your old dead life is going down in the water. And when you come back up again, he raised you to new life. There's new life inside of it. You have a new heart. You have a new spirit. You have a new direction. You have a new identity. And you have a new person. All things have become new, right? The old things are gone and dead, and the new things are now here. There's a new world. That's what baptism signifies. It is a living demonstration that the old, dead, worthless, corrupt, should I go on, life, I'm thinking about my own life. So stupid. 
Like, you ever think back on your life before Jesus got a hold of you and think of how stupid you were? Like, I was an utterly idiot. I did good in school, but I was a blame idiot. Like, um, that's what immersion is. So let me look at some verses in the book of Acts just to lay the groundwork for you. This is, this is the biblical model. Those things that I told you where there's a hearing and understanding of the gospel. We believe in believer's baptism here, meaning not infants. I, I understand the arguments that those who baptize infants use from Scripture. I don't agree with it, but I understand the argument. Okay? That's never modeled. We never see that happen in the New Testament. That's one, that's one of the big things against it. The, when somebody hears and understands the gospel, they put their faith in Christ, they repent and turn the 180, that's when they get down in the water. And they get immersed because your life is over and now your life begins. It's powerful. Okay, Acts chapter 2, Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost. You're familiar with these, but let's just read them again because you're going to see this pattern repeated over and over. And that's why we're doing this. He's the new captain. So what he says, and when he... Can you imagine being there on the mount that day when he's getting ready to ascend? He tells you these last words, and then he's taken up into the air out of their sight. That, that's pretty weighty. The last thing that he said, I'm going to sit on the throne at the right hand of my father, but here's the last words that I leave with you. Those should be super weighty to us. Baptism was one of those things that he said. Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost, and, and I'm just pulling a couple of verses in here which sum up these points that I'm talking about. Verse 37 of Acts 2. Now when they heard this, the people that he was preaching to, he just preached them the gospel. He didn't, he didn't patty cake it. The apostles never patty cake the gospel. They just put it out there with stuff like, you crucified the Lord of glory. Win, win friends and influence people. Um, no, there, there's power in the word of the gospel. And sometimes that word has to be sharp to pierce through all of the defenses that we put up. It has to get down into the inside to where it takes away all our excuses and all our reasons. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? I don't think they were asking an intellectual question. I think they were in distress because the Holy Spirit, if you've ever been under deep conviction of the Holy Spirit, you know you're in distress. God, what do I do? And Peter said to them, repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 8, Philip Goes down to Samaria, preaches the gospel to them there. And it says this in verse 8 of chapter, I'm sorry, verse 12 of chapter 8 of Acts. But when they believed, they believed Philip's preaching of the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike. You, you see the continuum that where there's real belief, the next thing you do is you get down in the water. That's what you do because you have to have a living demonstration and you have to have a public confession of what's happened to you. It's really important to Jesus. He wants to have the wedding ceremony. Jesus doesn't live with people. He gets married to them and says, own me and I'll own you. 
If you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father and the angels in heaven. Take the ring, put it on, declare, I belong to Jesus. I'm not ashamed of his name. That's what baptism says. So when they believed Philip's preaching of the good news in the kingdom, they were being baptized. And that's in verse 8. And then verse 35 to 38 is when Philip gets caught away by the Holy Spirit and this crazy encounter experience. And he's out on this desert road and he sees this dude who's an Ethiopian eunuch who had been in Jerusalem for the celebration. And he's reading Isaiah chapter 53. So amazing. And the Holy Spirit whisks Philip there. He hears what this guy is reading. And Philip opened his mouth and began from this scripture. He preached Jesus to him. They went along the road and they came to some water. So the eunuch said, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? So can we not surmise from this that when Philip preached Jesus to him, he mentioned that? Because when you really belong to Jesus, you need to get baptized and make a public declaration of your old life is dead and make a public confession that you own Jesus and that he owns you. Yeah. So Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water. That tells me he wasn't sprinkled. I don't think they went into a bottle. Okay. They, they went down into the water, right? There was, there was a lot of water there. They went down into it. There was immersion that happened there. And when they came up out of the water... The Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him, but he had a wedding ring on. Chapter 9, Saul talking about his conversion. It says, Ananias, you remember the story, Ananias is going, he's told by the Lord to go and pray for Paul that he might receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit, and Ananias Starts to tell the Lord the reasons why this might not be a good idea. Because this guy's persecuted the church. He's got papers from the high priest and he's putting people in prison. Like, really? Are you sure that you want me to go there? And the Lord says, go. He's a chosen instrument of mine. And so Ananias goes and obeys what the Lord says. Ananias departed, entered the house. And after laying his hands on him, said, Brother Saul... The Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he regained his sight and he got up and was baptized. Now we're going to the chapel and we're going to get married. You who were the Pharisee and the persecutor of the church is going to get up there in front of a group of people and say, my whole life was a sham. I was deceived and lost, and now Jesus has found me. He knocked me off my horse on the road to Damascus. He shined the light on me. He totally changed and transformed my life. I was so blind. Now my eyes are open, and I see. I do. I do. I'm his and he's mine. Chapter 10 of Acts. See the pattern, repeat. Verse 43 to 48. Peter 
goes to the house of Cornelius, the Gentile, with a little kicking and screaming. The Lord had to give him a, a vision. This is the one time in Scripture where he says, no, Lord. Like, you know, say no, Lord. Uh, Jesus is going to get his way. So, arise, Peter, kill and eat. He's giving him this, this vision of the Gentiles' inclusion in the plan of God. And so, Peter is preaching the gospel to Cornelius and his household. And he says, of him all the prophets, this is verse 43 of chapter 10, if you're following. Of him all the prophets bear witness that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives the forgiveness of sins. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. And all the circumcised believers who came with Peter were freaking out. It says they were amazed, but they were sitting there freaking out because they didn't think Gentiles could be saved. They were already not all in about preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. And the Lord said, watch this. Boom. Right when it's being preached, Holy Spirit's going to follow them. They start speaking with tongues and prophesying right in their face. And the Jews were freaking out. And all the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Then Peter answered, surely no one can refuse the water. He calls it the water. What is the water? The water is the water of baptism. It's this. Who can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? Like, we can't do that. Like, God himself has thrown the trump card on the table and said, no, this is what I'm doing. You get in with the plan here because I am bringing the Gentiles in. And so you're going to take them to the wedding, too. They're going to get married. So they get into the water. There's, there's the pattern again. In chapter 16, this is my last one here. We could turn to other verses, but I know y'all don't want to. So it's all good. Verse 32 of Acts 16, this is where Paul and Silas are in prison, right, in Philippi. And at midnight, they're crying and whining and saying, God, I thought you called us here. Why are we in prison suffering like this? We gave up everything for you, but now here we are in prison. Oh, that's not what it says? It said they were singing praises to God in the stocks. I can tell you that in Jails in those days, it wasn't nice. It didn't smell good. If you're chained to the wall there, it's really hard to get up and go to the bathroom. But there, oh, there isn't a bathroom. It's not nice. In the midst of that, they're chained in there for preaching the gospel, and they're singing praises so loud that all of the prisoners in the jail heard them. Wouldn't that be an amazing testimony in the midst of our hardships if our hearts begin to declare his greatness and his praise. Gets people's attention. Then there's an earthquake that happens. God says, I like when God says that. Watch this. Stand back. Just watch this. Boom. Earthquake. Bars break open. All the prisoners are ready to go out. And the jailer does what? He's ready to kill himself because he knows in those days if, you're, if your prisoners escape, they're going to kill you. So might as well get it over with. They'll probably do it in a nastier way than I will, so let me go ahead and kill myself. Um, so he's ready to kill himself, and 
Paul says, don't, don't hurt yourself. We're all still here. And they said, the jailer says, what, what, what must I do? Here it is again. What, what, what do I do? I don't even know what's going on. There's a God thing that happened here. What, what do I do? Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved in your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all those who were in his house. And he took them, listen, that very hour, ASAP, of the night and washed their wounds. And immediately he was baptized in all his household. This, this is the pattern of the New Testament. When, when Jesus reveals himself to us, we believe, we do the 180, we, we get immersed. Because we're going, going to the chapel and there's going to be a wedding and we're going, we're going to give our life to Jesus. We're going to vow our life now belongs to another, not to ourselves. He died and rose again from the dead, Scripture says, so that we would not live for ourselves but for him who died and rose for us. There's an exchange now of, of direction of life. We don't live for ourselves anymore. So y'all who are here getting baptized, this is what it means to be baptized. You're about to get a ring in the spirit. You're about to say, I belong to Jesus. Look. Carissa, hold up your ring. <laughs> I'm about to get married, y'all. And I'm so glad. Everything that I have now belongs to him. So here's what I want you to do. If you're going to get baptized tonight, would you just raise your hand? Raise your hand. Is everybody in this? Is everybody in this zone? Okay. All right. So, you, I'm sure you have all been to weddings, and you know in the weddings there's a section where they have vows, right? And they give their vows and they receive vows. And so, what I want to do right now before you get up there and get into the water and get your ring, you always say the vows before you get the ring. So, let's say some vows tonight. So, I want to read these vows. There's six of them. They're affirmations of who Jesus is to you, and they're also commitments of your own heart of who you are now that he has revealed himself to you. So I, when I read these, I want you to say with a hearty voice, hearty voice, I do. Okay? You guys got that? When I read these, I do. So you're going to say, I do six times. Okay, and if you, we're going to watch you. If you don't say it six times, we're going to have a conversation. Um, okay. Here we go. You ready for number one? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came to earth as a human being, lived a sinless life, and perfectly pleased the Father God? Do you believe that through his death, Jesus Christ fully took upon himself the punishment you deserved for your rebellion against God and that he washed away all of your sins? This is good. This is good theology. This is good. Do you believe that when he was raised from the dead, Jesus Christ put you in right relationship with God the Father so that now you stand before him without guilt or condemnation? I do. Praise God. Do you affirm today that you have been born again by the power of God and that you have received a new heart of love for Jesus in place of your old heart and selfish heart? and that the Spirit of Christ now dwells in you. Do you freely release your whole life, family, career, 
possessions, dreams, and future into the loving hands of Jesus Christ? I do. Do you commit through the grace and strength of the Holy Spirit to live a life that pleases and honors the Lord Jesus Christ? I do. Come on, that was a little weaker. We need to go over six again. All right, say it again. I do. All right. All right, we're ready. We're ready. All right, y'all, line up. Let's line up. We're lining up where Mick is. Okay, you guys, go ahead and line up. So you're going to go in here, and you're going to come out the same way, and you can go to the bathrooms yes. over the tarp. Check one, one, two. You guys can hear me back there? All right, Barry, you turn the heater on in this water? You put the heater on in here? This thing's cold. Oh, bro, you're not one of those who whines when it's hard, are you? <laughs> There's no heater, bro. Yes. Okay, those who are getting baptized, can you repeat after me? Do not touch the mic. Can you guys say that with me? Do not touch the mic. Do not touch the mic. Okay, I want to live. <laughs> I want to live and not die. Don't touch the mic. Yeah. Okay, so here we have Danny. All right, Danny, tell us, why are you getting baptized? To change my life for the better and to get right with my, my Lord and Savior. Okay, awesome. It's cold, ain't it? It's brisk. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's the Holy Ghost or it's just a little cold. All right, well, in that profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we have our brother Victor. Victor, why are, you, why are you getting baptized? It's because I want to make a better, better place for my family, a better place for me, and a better place towards God in my life. Okay. I want God in my life, and this is the next step. Okay. I'm going to pray for you, Victor. Father, I thank you for Victor his decision to follow you. Father, I pray right now your love would overwhelm him. God, fill him with the Holy Spirit and your love. Change and transform him God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, upon his profession of faith, I now baptize him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay.
Okay, so here we got this big guy, Mo. <clears throat> Smile for Ricky over there real quick. <laughs> All right, Mo, tell us, why are you getting baptized? So I just want to renew my, renew my whole life in Christ and leave my past behind me. Amen. All right, upon that profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. something really special about coming out of a season of pruning, exposing, being uncomfortable. And I think once you receive that revelation of like, you thought you knew the Lord, but you really didn't know the Lord. So, and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes, but I'm just grateful for his mercy and his grace every single day. And I just want to rededicate and, um, yeah, lay myself completely oh my aside. <laughs> All right, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yadi with us. Tell us, why are you getting baptized? Um, so, <laughs> I didn't even really think hard on this question. <laughs> you let us know earlier. You didn't get, um, you didn't get my text? I did. Okay. I was just in meetings all day. <laughs> um, this Easter will be two years since the Lord flipped my life up, right side up. Um, and me being always in the world, and this is me actually like getting to know the Lord, and the opportunity came. <laughs> I didn't know you guys were doing water baptisms. Thank you for the announcement. Um, but uh, this is me surrendering everything to the Lord and allowing my calling to come forth. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you for Yadi. Lord, I pray that you would renew her, that you would sanctify her, you would cleanse her, that you would wash over her. And Lord, I just pray that the gifting and the calling on her life, God, they would come forth in this body yes. in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just give her permission to be who you called her to be. Yes. Lord, I pray that she would be bold 
and zealous and on fire that she would shout aloud and not be quiet. given you a cry. He's given you a warrior cry. And we just give you permission to be who God has called you to be. That God would use you to stir. That he would use you to awaken. That he would use you to shake. To break. And you would be his mouthpiece. Father, I just pray even for dreams. Pray for revelation, pray for wisdom to come over her. And we bless her tonight, and we baptize her in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we have Jess Clark with us. Jess, why are you getting baptized? Um, for me, it was, I was saved as a kid and baptized as a kid out of fear of going to hell. <laughs> so I want to reclaim my salvation, my walk with the Lord as one of love and not fear. Amen. Amen. That's good. Upon that profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Brother Jeff here with us. Jeff, why are you getting baptized? Um, I've been baptized before, but um, I never got married. I want to get married because the Lord keeps bringing these marriage verses. And um, in Hosea, it says something, I betroth thee to me forever. And when uh, my wife divorced me, my life kind of fell apart. But uh, Jesus said he would never divorce me because that's yeah. what it says in yeah. Hosea. So. Yeah. That's it. And then I just found this ring just the other day that I put on, and it was, and so I thought, okay, I'm just going to do this if they'll let me. So yeah. okay. this is my right. I do. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. You got your knees for me here. All right. So upon your profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we have Salem here with us. And Salem, do you want to tell us why you're getting baptized? Um, I just really want to get baptized just to kind of get closer to the Lord. Okay. You want to give your life to him and follow him? Okay, awesome. Let's do that. So I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
Touching the electricity. All right, tell us, tell us your name. Ezra. Ezra. Tell us, Ezra, why do you want to get baptized today? Because I want to draw closer to the Lord. You ready to draw closer to the Lord? Yes. To live for Him. So I'm going to baptize you. Go ahead and put your hands on your chest. There we go. All right, little man, I baptize you today in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to live for Him. In Jesus' name. Yes, sir. Ooh, a little cold. Come on in. All right, come over here. Tell us your name. Eli. Eli. You look a lot like the other person that got baptized a second ago. All right, Eli, tell us, why are you getting baptized today? I think you do know. You want to live for Jesus every day of your life. Come on. All right. Eli, we're going to baptize you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Eli. I thank you, God, that you've given him an ear like Samuel to hear your voice, Lord, even at a young age. And so we baptize him today to live for you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. to the mic. Tell us your name. I'm Max, and the reason I want to get baptized is because I was actually baptized as a kid, but um, last year I've dealt with a bunch of difficult things that really messed up my walk with Jesus, and I feel like this is me renewing myself after that year. I started to find myself with Jesus again earlier this year. And it was, um, it was actually very helpful for me, and I've felt a, little, a lot of my burdens <coughs> gone away from it. Come on. I'm going to baptize you today. Living for Jesus. All right, Max. Father, thank you for Max. Thank you, Lord, that you've given him a heart like David, like the young shepherd boy. Thank you, Lord, that he's going to serve you and love you with his whole heart, with his whole heart, Lord. So I thank you for a deeper devotion. Thank you, God, for unlocking a hunger tonight in him. So today, Max, in accordance with your confession, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
right, speak loud and proud. Tell us your name. Trenton. 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 You tell us why you're getting baptized. You know why you're getting baptized today? Because you want to live for Jesus. Yeah, and I want to be a disciple. And you want to be a disciple of God is what he says. Come on. All right. It's time to live for God. Woo! Jesus. In accordance to your confession of faith in front of everybody here, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Kaden, tell us why you want to get baptized today. I want to surrender my entire life to God and grow closer to Him. Come on. Yes, for entire life. All right, Kaden, let's do this. Father, thank you for Kaden. Thank you for the fresh work that you're doing in her heart, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you're giving her a heart like Mary to sit at your feet to incline her heart, to slow down and to be with you, Jesus. Father, fill her right now, Lord, with a new heart and a new mind, Lord, as she chooses to follow you today. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Canaan. the honor of, of baptizing my wife. This is just a vow renewal. I was baptized 10 years ago and um, I was 23 and I just felt a stirring from the Lord and he sent confirmations and so this, um, yeah, it's just, the Lord is so good. And I felt like he wanted me to say there's someone in the room that needs to hear this. But for me, um, I never took my ring off with the Lord at all. It's not like that. But I had to work out that he's a good father. Yes. And so, yeah, I didn't baptize in fear. But... Having the right view of God is really important. And so knowing who he is in you is really important. And so this is just, yeah, he's been so faithful Amen. and so good. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for my wife. I bless her right now. God, I thank you that she is the righteousness of Christ. Yes. I thank you that every gift 
on the inside of her you've put there, God. I thank you that she is so special. She has laid down her life for her husband, for her children. God, you're so pleased with her. And right now we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if, um, if you just got baptized, could you come to the front, please? All right, church, could we stand? Let's just take a moment. We're going to pray the Holy Spirit would fill them, would come upon them. Come on, let's pray. Father, we declare these are your sons and daughters. And Father, I just pray that there would be an unlocking of spiritual gifts. The anointing of the Holy Spirit would come upon them and use them for your kingdom, for your purposes, to edify, to strengthen the body of Christ. And God, would you use their testimony as a witness to lost friends, to lost neighbors, to lost co-workers, to lost family members. God, use them for your purpose. Lord, we bless them tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, Know that you're more than welcome, and if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.